0: This is Sheffield Sheffield Live. We're open for Business Live. Dating was our target because we see a lot of the dangers there, but we're not going to stop with dating. We're going to move on to other social media platform solutions as well.
1: Hello, curious entrepreneurs and social entrepreneurs, and welcome to Business Live. It's episode 362. This programme is going out on FM radio on Sheffield Live online and, of course, on your podcast platform of choice on Friday the 25th of February 2022. And you have just heard the voice of today's guest, our interviewee, Jessica Zoon. And Jessica is talking about a brand new, just launched, 11 days ago, dating app, which aims to address some really serious issues in terms of identity fraud and people not being who they say they are on dating apps, which has all sorts of terrible, terrible consequences. Not just the so called Tinder swindler that you might have heard all about, because romance fraud has duped daters on apps out of millions and millions of pounds last year. But fake online profiles are also used for other abusive and nefarious means. And so this app. Has been launched to address that and to give people a fun and a positive and authentic and a real experience. We find out how and why in the interview with Jessica Zoon today, which also covers Jessica's own attitudes to social media. It covers stepping away from creating a product or a service for other people to build something of your very own. And Jessica's got some really interesting advice about that, which I think will apply to any entrepreneur or social entrepreneur too. So it's well worth having a listen. As ever, I hope you'll be informed, you'll be inspired by our guest today. And that's the purpose of the show. Also coming up on today's programme, after our interview with Jessica, I highlight a few funding opportunities for businesses and social enterprises, some with very short deadlines. There are a couple of others that um, Well, I'll flag one other one now, the Social Enterprise Support Fund is about to reopen again for applications in the UK. Um, but uh, I mentioned a few other opportunities for funding with imminent deadlines after the interview with Jessica. I also cover some events that I think some events in the Sheffield City region in particular that I think could be of interest and of benefit to you if you're running a business. So time now to turn to our guest for today for episode 362 of Business Live. Jessica Zoon joined me on Thursday the 24th of February to record this brand new interview about Flutter, the dating app, how it works, the issues, the problems it seeks to address and how it does that, securing funding to get it going and its aspirations in terms of future development, plus lots on social media too. So let's hear from Jessica Zoon right now. We're open for Business Live. Jessica, thanks ever so much for joining me on the radio show and podcast today. How are you doing? Great, thanks, Jamie. It's lovely to be here. Now, I was looking at some stats about from the UK, from Action Fraud, About 8,800 cases reported to the National Fraud Intelligence Bureau when it comes to dating scanning. But you have a solution to this. Tell us about Flutter. Well, thank you very much for inviting me to talk about it. Um, Yeah, Flutter
0: is a new dating app that we have recently launched. It launched on Valentine's Day in the UK. It makes everyone prove their ID. You have to prove who you are to join Flutter. We have sort of three pillars of how our app app is created, and it's around safety, authenticity, and efficiency. So Mm. everyone provides their ID. We all know who everyone is. You don't necessarily share all of your personal data with everyone else, but Flutter knows who you are. We're, We're able to trace people. And the reason for that is that we saw so much terrible stuff happening in dating apps and this, we started this over a year ago so it was before the tinder swindler and a and lot of mm. stuff that's been in the news but we were looking at, at, at things such as 10% of known sex offenders are using dating sites to look for their victims
1: Good
0: grief. 25% of rapists use dating sites to look for their victims so we're putting ourselves out there as potential victims on these dating sites. In the US, internet predators commit over 100 murders a year. So there's there's so much um, risk around using a dating site, and you right. need you need to be safe. But at the same time, it needs to be fun. So mm. what we think we've got with Flutter is a safe space where you can have fun because you know you're safe.
1: Okay, and you've launched in the UK on Valentine's Day, as you mentioned. Talked yep. about three pillars. How does this work then in practice? If if somebody uses Flutter, how is the user experience for them different to something which perhaps isn't so safe? It's
0: pretty similar to other dating apps in that you can create a profile, you can match with other people. Joining takes a little bit longer because you have to upload your photo of your driving license or your um, passport or a government issued citizen id if you don't have either of those so but it's very very quick and anybody who's used the new post office app for proving their age it's exactly the same process we work with a partner called yoti who built this technology and um once you're verified you're in and that's it you don't have to go through that process again
1: okay and so people upload a a scan or a photograph of an official document and that documentation is, is kind of checked or verified. Is that correct? It's, yes, it's, it's checked
0: um, to make sure that it's not a fraudulent document and that it's the real person. It also does a liveness check. So, it does, takes a scan of your face to make sure that you are the person on that document. So, it's, it's that person holding the phone you authenticate. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's about protecting people and verifying uh, identity. But, um, but you also talked about, you know, three pillars and this kind of verification that, that's set up. Yeah. So the
0: verification is the authenticity part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, if we look at the, the wider issue of social media and we've seen lots of things in the news over the last year with um, you know, footballers shouting out for uh, people to have to verify their ID on social media. Facebook took down 1.3 billion fake accounts in six months.
1: Good
0: grief. We know that over half of online data lie about um, themselves on their profile, and, and, and that's understandable to a degree. What you can't lie about is your age in Flutter because your ID document gives us the date of birth, and so your age is fixed in the app.
1: Right, okay. So if over half of people lie is that some of that is potentially over-exaggeration or hyperbole. Yeah,
0: well, we found that particularly from our research, women tend to lie about their age the most, and men tend to lie about their height. Right. (laughs) So we have have some ideas around the proof of height, but uh, (laughs) particularly age we can get around straight away.
1: And so so far you've launched you've launched um well it's the twenty fifth of February as this is going out so the the app has been live in the u k for eleven days How's it going in terms of um, numbers of people who are signing up and and who are they
0: it's going great i can't give you exact numbers right now, but um, we have what I have noticed is a lot more men than women and also uh, interesting mixes of relationship intent. So, you know, a mixture of people wanting long-term relationships and a lot of people just saying, let's see how it goes. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. But uh, as the numbers grow and we, we learn the different types of people, the behaviours and what they're looking for in the app, we've got lots of plans to continue improving how you use the app?
1: Is there anything else you can tell us about demographics of people who've who've joined? And is it an app for, for example, men seeking women and women seeking men, or or is it an app for women seeking women, men seeking men, and and for people who? Care? It's
0: for everyone. So yes, obviously we expect um, a certain split in demographic to um, mimic what you would find in society. But no, you can set. Um, your preferences and you can change your preferences. So one of the things we wanted to be really aware of was um, that this sort of thing is a lot more fluid nowadays and people change their minds and they might want to change what they're looking for um, you know, on a regular basis. So we have a, a saved search function where you can actually set up different filters and then chop and change so depending on how you're feeling that day you can find different people on the app and make yourself
1: visible or invisible to different people and you've launched in the UK so far um how does it work in terms of as a user do people pay a fee to join the app or pay a subscription and do you then run ads within the app or anything else How, how is how is that working as a business?
0: So, uh, f- there's a few que- answers to questions there. A few Firstly, questions in one, sorry. Free, it is free to join. It, you, there will always be a free version of Flutter. Um, but at the moment, if you join before the end of February, you get full premium subscription for three months, mm-hmm. um, which means as well as being able to find and like and match with people, you can also use video and um, audio messaging and um you can you can have live video calls within the app and you can match with more people Mm. but um we also have a mystery flutter game which is a little bit like blind date remember the program with Cilla Black where you ask three questions and three people answer them so um You can play the mystery flutter game and you match with someone but you don't see their photo straight away or you you choose the person to match with based on their questions their answers to your questions
1: questions okay great stuff
0: so and Um, you can play that as a free user and as a subscribed user but everyone who joins in february would be would get the full benefits of a subscription for at least three months
1: all right okay and and where 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 have users come from so far are they particular cities or locations where you have more uh, a higher concentration of users or have you got um, people signing up from all over the UK?
0: They're they're from all over the UK there's obviously more um, in the bigger cities so a lot more from London and Manchester and I'm hoping after this we're going to get lots of people from Sheffield joining yes. um, but you you're not limited by distance, so you can you can search within a, a within a range of yourself, or you can search nationally. So, um, why limit yourself on distance?
1: Yes, yeah. And what's the, what's the overall plan then for, for for Flutter in terms of UK is where you've launched. Will it stay a UK only app, or will you be expanding elsewhere?
0: Our, our plan is um, to launch in the US and also to there are a few locations in Europe that we're looking at as well. But Mm. uh, yeah, I think definitely the next big move would be US.
1: Right,
0: right. Hopefully growing the UK first.
1: Yes. yeah. So it must be be something that has been pretty resource intensive to build and test and roll out the app before you had revenue coming in what's the nature of of the business and how did you fund the startup and roll an initial roll up rollout costs
0: so initially private investors um we are um going through our second round of uh, funding at the moment. So we raised over a million in our first round. Um, And we're now, um, obviously, because we're on the app stores and in the market um, and we're we're getting some traction, um, we're becoming more interesting as well, I suppose, to investors. But there are still opportunities to invest. So anyone's interested? Get in touch and uh, and I can and talk you
1: through the options. But over a million pounds in um, initial first round investors. So those are private in, private individuals primarily. Yes. Yeah. 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 Jessica, this is this is really interesting. You 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 and I have um, met in the past, and you have previously been you know you've had ever such a lot to say about social media ethical social media. You've also had a such a lot to say about um, compliance with data protection legislation and and helping both organisations, businesses to stay on the right side of that um, and to to operate um, within... The regulations but also i think in the past you you've done some work with the um regulator in in the uk is that, is that correct
0: the ico yeah. yeah um yes thank you for answering actually you just reminded me i didn't fully answer your, your previous question about adverts so we have no adverts in our app at all mm. and we have no plans to have adverts um where we, we would never sell or share our um user data in the same way that other apps do so a lot of the revenue models around most social media platforms are around selling data and one of the things um that I was acutely aware of when I was working in in, in that area was that whenever the product is free you're the product being sold yes. so you know um if Facebook were to just stop all advertising on their platform right now, it would cost them around $25 a month just to sustain every user. So you're not getting something for free. They're selling Mm. your data and making that revenue on you in order to provide you with that service for free. Um, With dating apps, they're usually not free anyway. Um, But for us, it's not just about the profit margin. It's also about the safety and um, integrity of the uh, app itself. So I think more people, or I hope more people will join um, because of that, because they, we, we keep their data safe and we don't sell to advertisers. Um, so yeah, that's, that's something that we've, we've been, has been very close to our yeah. hearts. And we've been um, very careful to make sure that uh, we keep our users' data as safe as possible.
1: Right, I'm really glad that you've answered that. That's, um, that, that, that's good to hear. And, and so in terms of your previous work with, with the ICO um, and your previous work with businesses and organizations on social media as well, what, what have you, um, what are the biggest things that you brought to Flutter in terms of experience, knowledge, understanding and so on? And, you know, how has it informed what, what you're doing with Flutter beyond what you, what you just said when it comes to um, the uh, ethos of not monetizing people's data?
0: It's an interesting one because, yeah, I was, I, I've switched from um, an industry where it was all about the data to trying to protect it and yes. not, let, not let the advertisers have access to it. So, yeah, it's been, it's been uh, very interesting, but it's given me an opportunity to um, right a few wrongs in the social media landscape. And I hope this is the first of many products that we, we hope to develop Mm. um to to do just that so dating was our target because we see a lot of the dangers there but we're not going to stop with dating we're going to move on to other social media platform solutions as well
1: okay watch this space that sounds interesting um are, are we going to see anything in, imminently or or is... oh no there's lots of planning to do first i can't okay. i can't let the cat out of the bag yet <laughs> fair, fair <laughs> enough but tell us a little bit about the you and the uh, you and the people behind Flutter what's the team like who's involved and so on
0: so um, I was invited to join Flutter um, during lockdown Mm. (laughs) when uh, everything was sort of all of there by uh, um, someone I'd previously worked with in a a previous organisation but um, the team has grown rapidly around us as well over the uh, over the last year and in particular um, I don't know if you saw our chief exec Rhonda Alexander on Bloomberg News last week Um, Rhonda has a massive passion for this stuff and she is um, blazing the trail in in, in this area and um, her passion really sort of permeates throughout the team so Rhonda met her her partner now on a dating app and uh, Fell in love and all of that. She's got a great story to tell, um, but also has some horror stories to tell as well. And and we've we've got lots of um, lots of experience throughout the team. Not from myself. I've never used a dating app myself, but uh, had to learn very very quickly.
1: And people in the team um, have. So yeah, so yes,
0: yeah. 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 Well. Uh, yeah, obviously some of our team use dating apps themselves, so it's great to get that experience. But we also run lots of focus groups with our users to learn from their experiences. And the more we talk to users, the more our eyes are opened about the, uh, the dangers that we need to put right.
1: Yes, I bet, I bet. So that kind of feedback, real-life feedback from focus groups, users um, who, uh, many of whom will have had experiences, good, bad, or uh, terrible uh, elsewhere. You were invited to work with Rondo. You'd done some work before, where you, you know, the quality of what you had done had caused her atta- her, uh, her attention. How did that work?
0: We were doing some work for the group um, that were working on Flutter. Yes. Yeah, so um, so we we basically joined our um, customer, and uh, all of our team went to went to work. On on this, so Mm -hmm. very exciting. So instead of just building um, solutions for other people, we're now building one particular solution for ourselves, which is a very different change to how we worked. But it's been uh, it's been exciting and and scary along the way.
1: Yes, quite absolutely. It is a bit. I think the
0: focus is about helping people and making it um, easier and more authentic along the way. So when when you're looking at things like it, it can take 7,500 swipes on Tinder just to get one person, to get one one in-person date. So, um, yeah, it's it's about making it safer, more
1: authentic, and faster for our flutterers. Right, yes, yeah. And is the app available in, you know, it's it's both an Android and, and, and Apple app? Uh, it is on both app stores yeah. yeah yeah um okay Gr- great stuff um jessica um what would you say then to anyone thinking of um of, of making the move from developing products or services for other people to do to developing their own thing you, you, you you've said that's a big change for you um what advice would you give someone who's kind of would like to do it but is stuck in the position where they can immediately perhaps earn income earn revenue as a business or as a freelancer or you know as a, as a service business doing stuff for other people but they've got this product or thing that they want to build themselves but they kind of stuck Um, what advice would you give? That's an interesting one because we'd got a completely different
0: product in mind when we first started Um, and it all happened a bit by accident um, as I found a lot of the best things do but uh, if if I was in that situation again where I, I was in a comfortable position in a business but wanted to develop an idea I think I'd say do as much planning as you can first before you spin it off Because um, the more you know, the more you've got planned. If it's something like a mobile app, have everything prepared. Understand all of your user journeys and you have all your wireframes and um, sort of understand what the problem is that you're trying to solve and have everything ready so that when you start looking for investment and start spending money on development, you're doing it in the smartest way you can. Because if you've not got a clear vision and a clear sort of structure of what you want to build, that development will take a lot longer.
1: Right. Yes. Okay. So plan, 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 and yeah. get that that clarity. And are you a user of other social media platforms yourself these days? I mean, people can find you on LinkedIn, for example. So, so we know the answers to that. But w- what's your view on social media in general now? Having uh,
0: after being a very, very pro- prolific user for a number of years in the early days, I think I have like a lot of people falling out of love with these platforms and I'm still you know use Twitter a little bit I'm still quite active on LinkedIn but things like Facebook and Instagram perhaps it's my age <laughs> but uh, yeah I, I don't find the draw as much as I used to and I, I, I don't use them as much and I think as much as anything there's there's so much advertising and there's so little trust in the algorithm and what is it trying to show me yeah, That um, yeah. That, that's one of the things that puts me off. So I hope that everything that we build is always organic and built for the user's experience rather than the benefits of advertisers.
1: That's really interesting to hear your own journey and your own perceptions and relationship with social media and how it has changed and evolved and so on where can folk find that flutter and where can folk find more about what you're doing jessica i mean you mentioned that for example that there might be opportunities for people who do want to get involved with with the business so where what's the best way for people to contact you
0: best place to find out about us is our website flutterdating.com yeah um you'll also find me on linkedin um if you go to the right to the bottom of our website you'll find Um, links to our twitter facebook and instagram pages
1: yeah
0: um or you can just email info at flutterdating.com get in touch with the company directly
1: brilliant and
0: and if you're not ready to join the the um app you can just join our mailing list and get updates on what we're doing
1: There's
0: there's a form on the main website for that
1: okay grand and we've covered quite a lot of ground in the conversation today. We've talked about the business itself and, and the app and how it works, we've talked about some of your experiences in the, in the past and, and some of the work that you've done, and, and we've talked about um, social media generally, but is there anything else that you'd like to add to the conversation today in terms of um, tech generally, data, uh, social media, dating, um, apps, uh, or well or, or anything else
0: um i don't know i think we, yeah we've covered a lot haven't we <laughs> in one short session um i suppose my main message to everyone today is if you're single um get on flutter and, and join us while it's free take advantage of our three three months free offer and uh, join us before the end of the month we've only got a few
1: days left Indeed we do. So uh, Friday the 25th as this goes out uh, of February uh, on FM radio and podcast, first of all. So it depends when you're listening, of course, but uh, we know loads of people listen the day it comes out. So Jessica Zoom, thanks ever so much for joining us on the radio show today. And of course, wishing you and wishing all the users of, uh, of Flutter a, uh, a fantastic experience. Um, and a positive experience. And, and Jessica, wishing, wishing you all the best with the business. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. We're open for Business Live. This is Business Live, Sheffield Live's weekly show for curious entrepreneurs and social entrepreneurs with me, Jamie Veitch. It's Friday, 25th of February. As the show goes out, FM radio online and your podcast platform of choice. We've heard earlier from Jessica Zune talking about Flutter, a dating app. Jessica dropped us an email to talk about her business and to suggest why not come on air to talk about it and to describe how it addresses a specific problem, namely dishonesty on dating apps. And of course, if you're running a business or if you're running a social enterprise, it does something interesting, then why not get in touch? Tell us about what you do because we'd love to hear from you. People on this show talk about what they've done, how they've overcome challenges, they inspire us, they give us practical tips that we can put to play in our own businesses and social enterprises too. So we'd love to hear from you, just drop me a line, jamie at sheffieldlive.org, that's what Jessica did, she ended up on air. Perhaps your business, your social enterprise could be next. Now we have some funding and some events news coming up on the programme, so let's talk about funding. First of all, you don't have long for this. The um, deadline for applications is the 28th of February. So that's very, very soon. This is something that we've already flagged. We flagged this on the 4th of February show. It um, It is the Digital Innovation Grant Programme, which supports small and medium-sized enterprises in South Yorkshire to develop their use of digital technology. So, There are a range of opportunities available through this uh, with a minimum award of £1,000, a maximum of £5,000. It will support up to half of the value of an investment to enhance your digital capabilities. But as I say, you need to act quickly because the deadline is the 28th of February. Go to enterprisingbarnsey.co.uk and look up digital innovation grants. But these are for SMEs throughout South Yorkshire. Take a look, but act soon. You don't have to act quite as fast, but you do need to act fast for a couple of other grants for specific businesses in Sheffield. Now, again, these are things that we've flagged up on this show. The COVID-19 travel sector grant, one-off grant of up to £6,000 for commercial and and home-based businesses in the travel sector, which were severely impacted by COVID-19 travel restrictions and the Omicron variant. Variant. The deadline to apply for that is 11th of March. And then the Omicron Hospita- Hospitality, Accommodation and Leisure Grants as well for Sheffield businesses. Again, whose main activity this time in the hospitality, accommodation or leisure sectors. And the deadline for to apply for those is being extended now until the 11th of March. Details on sheffield.gov.uk. Um, The low carbon business support programme is still running, but you need to contact Business Sheffield if you want to discuss that project and your business specifically. That uh, project will work with Sheffield SMEs to help you to identify and to fund measures to reduce energy consumption and carbon emissions. So it could be helpful if you're running a Sheffield business, a Sheffield SMA, and you are eligible. Let's make a bridge now between funding and events, because this event does just that. It's the Sheffield University's Managing Directors Club. And their next event is the 10th of March. It's called Funding for Growth in South Yorkshire. It's in Trafalgar Warehouse in the city centre. It's the MD Club's first networking event of 2022. And it's an opportunity to explore funding and financial support available to help innovate and grow your business. This event is free to attend, 5.30pm till 8pm. You will hear from people at the British Business Bank and elsewhere as well. Capital Enterprise, North Invest and the Twicker Fund all sharing key factors that they say make a business investable exploring a range of sectors, including tech and digital startups, and it will also include networking with other business members in the MD Club. So the speakers include Charlene Abena-Jones, Mel Eliard, Will Dimitriov and Ralph Atkinson, Dr. Sarah Wont of the University of Sheffield, Professor Kevin Kerrigan, sheffield hallam university many more um you need to book it's free to attend if you want to book go to eventbrite and then if you look up sheffield university's managing directors club you should find it but of course you can get the link in the show notes as well another event in march this time the end of march is the SME Business Breakfast event. It's called Making Business Ready for the Future. Brought to you by Sheffield Hallam University. It's a panel-led event. It's Wednesday the 29th of March and it will explore how businesses can strengthen your workforce and embed diversity and inclusion into your recruitment strategy. It's taking place 8am, 29th of March at the Sheffield College at the Granville Road site. Um, And again, it is free to attend but you do need to book and once more I'll put the link to register into the show notes also coming up very soon is of course Shaft, the Sheffield Adventure Film Festival looks like they've got an exciting programme lined up for March so check out the Shaft website for full details and that's really it for this week's show so thanks ever so much for listening to the programme today thank you Jessica Zoon, for a great interview earlier on and of course, thanks Sheffield Live for putting us out on FM radio and online. And we're also available on podcast platforms. I keep mentioning find things in the show notes. So in whatever your favourite podcast platform is, why not subscribe to Business Life, for you'll never miss an episode. But also you can see links to people and funding opportunities and events mentioned in all the show notes. That's it for this week's programme. We'll be back next week. Thanks ever so much for listening to episode 362 of business live
0: Sheffield Live Made in Sheffield Made by you We're open for business live